Hi there, my name is Natalie Nation and you're listening to Feed That Nation. I'm a graduate student, I'm a future registered dietitian, I'm a health educator, a content creator, and a self-proclaimed mac and cheese expert. I create content here on Feed That Nation all about college life, college health, and college wellness. My goal is to help you, my fellow college students, to be more confident, more successful, and more healthy in your student experience. If you haven't already, please go ahead and follow me on Instagram. I am at Feed That Nation, and go check out my blog, FeedThatNation.com. I upload new podcast episodes right here to YouTube and to your favorite podcast listening platforms every Wednesday, and I upload vlogs with college life, work, school, food, whatever the heck else I can come up with every Saturday. Before we get into this episode, also please go ahead and check out my affiliate link below for Coconut Whisk, a local Minnesota-based company that produces baking mixes that are vegan, allergy-friendly, and gluten-free. This morning I made their pancake mix with mini chocolate chips and it was absolutely delicious and I am so happy to be supporting this company by not only buying their products myself because I love them, but being able to provide you all with an affiliate link and a coupon code so that you can enjoy them just as much as I do. If you use my link below and you use my coupon code FeedThatNation, you get $3 off your order and I receive a small commission. Everybody wins. Please go ahead and check out Coconut Whisk. Before I get into the main topic today, talking about valuing your time and labor as a college student, I wanted to give you, as per usual, my food, my follow, and my fun. My food for the week is pancakes. I've been on a bit of pancake kick lately. Honestly, one of my favorite ways to make pancakes is to mash up a banana and throw it into the pancake batter. And sometimes I'll even add a little bit of almond flour in place of the batter just to kick in some more protein. It's so good. Obviously chocolate chips and then cinnamon and vanilla are my go-tos. I, I love pancakes and they're such an easy food. They're super simple, they're super good. And when you have leftover pancakes, you can freeze them. And then whenever you need quick breakfast, you pop them in the toaster or the microwave and they are good to go. So go ahead and make yourself some pancakes this week. And if you're feeling extra inspired, remember to go to coconutwisk.com and order some of their pancake mix with my coupon code. My follow for the week is inspired by my new haircut. I absolutely love my new short hair. I cut 15 inches off last week and I'm having so much fun just playing with it, figuring out how to style it, and just really enjoying how beautiful I feel. And because of that, I've been trying to take photos, obviously photos for YouTube thumbnails, but also just photos for fun because I like photography. And self-portraits are super, super fun to do, especially now with my new hair, I'm figuring out new angles and lighting and all of that. And a YouTube channel that I've been watching a lot of for inspiration is Mango Street. Their two photographers walk you through a bunch of really awesome ways to maximize your photography skills in different ways. And they are just really fun, really sarcastic, really real. And I just love watching Mango Street videos. I will link their channel down below so you can go check them out. And related to that, definitely my fun for the week would be to go and do a photo shoot. This can be a self-portrait photo shoot, you can do a photo shoot of a friend or with a friend, you can do a photo shoot of your dog or your cat, you can do a photo shoot of your dinner. Honestly, whatever the heck you want to, just take some photos, play with lighting, play with angles, have a good time. It is really fun to be able to express yourself through photography and I've been really loving it lately so I want you guys to love it too. So the topic for this week is 
all about valuing your time and valuing your labor as a college student. And anyone who's known me for a while knows that like one of my favorite things to say is that we need to value our labor. And what I mean by that is like we as college students need to know how much our labor is worth, how valuable our labor is and how valuable our time is, and then make sure that we are taking that seriously. And by taking that seriously for ourselves, it helps other people to take us seriously as well. I feel so passionate about this idea for college students because college students are asked to do a lot of stuff for free in a time in our lives when we are already financially vulnerable. It is so hard as a college student to get a job that can provide you with the hours that you need around your school schedule that will pay you enough to live a decent life or maybe pay you enough so that you don't have to take out more loans or pay you enough so that you can afford gas for your car. Like it's hard to be a college student financially. College students are so financially vulnerable and it really frustrates me that I feel like there are so many ways in which college students are being taken advantage of and being discouraged from valuing their labor and valuing themselves as a professional. Another reason I'm so passionate about this topic is because there have been different times in my undergraduate career where I worked jobs or I volunteered with places that did not value my time and did not value my labor. And I ended up in those situations being really overworked and undervalued and it started to make me really miserable and really dislike the place where I was working even though I started out absolutely loving it. And so I don't want that to happen to you and I feel like on a like institutional, systemic, societal level this is a really tough issue to change but on an individual level and a community level we can advocate for ourselves as college students so effectively because we see these issues. If we personally don't see these issues, we see these issues in our best friends and our roommates and our classmates. And I don't want any of my classmates, be they actual physical classmates in my classes at the U or my universal classmates anywhere around the country or world, I don't want anyone else to be struggling with valuing their time and their labor any more than I want to be struggling with it. So bottom line, I make this video because I want you guys to be healthy, confident, and successful in every aspect of your life, including your professional working life. Now, the idea of valuing your time and your labor for me comes down to two things. It comes down to being sure that you are being adequately compensated or reimbursed for whatever services or goods that you are providing for your employer. That's sort of the labor aspect, valuing your labor. And then valuing your time means that you are investing in work and volunteering and other op opportunities that, for lack of a better word, are worth your time. You're investing in things that are providing you something, providing you something meaningful. Be that money, be that learning, be that other compensation, be that connection opportunities and networking and being sure that the things that you're spending your time on are worth spending time on. And this obviously looks different for every person, but the first step to any of this is to really be aware of what are you spending your time on and is it valuable? And obviously valuable, this is a, gonna be a very, I guess, <laughs> abstract episode. What does valuable mean? That means something different to every person as well. So 
yeah, I think first step, self-awareness. Really think about what do you spend your time on? How much are you compensated for it? Is it worth it? Are you valued in the ways that you feel you need to be valued? And then if the answer is yes, awesome. If the answer is no, let's think about that and let's talk about that. So compensation or getting paid or reimbursed or compensated for the goods or services that you provide, the work that you do, is a huge sticking point for college students. You know, we need to make a certain amount of money in order to function. This amount of money is different for every person depending on where you live, your loans, your family's ability to help you, if you have a significant other who's helping, if you have kids to support or other dependents to support. All of that plays into how much we need to be compensated in order to function and in order to have a reasonable standard of living and afford what we need to be able to afford. And it really feels like college students get the raw end of the deal because scheduling is really tough as a college student when you have classes and other academic opportunities that sometimes need to take priority over paid job experiences. And not only that, but because we are in college but we haven't finished college, we often end up in situations in which employers get away with paying us very little for the work that we do. And that sucks. And again, this is one of those big systemic, institutional, societal things that needs to change. And the pathway for changing that is just so complicated and rooted in all kinds of classism and racism and sexism and all the isms. But I think on an individual level, we, can do a better job as a whole, college students as a whole, of thinking about what compensation means and being sure that we are taking advantage of it. I think something that really hit me recently is that compensation doesn't just mean salary. Compensation can mean anything that your company provides to you. So obviously wages are salary, and what about things like a parking pass or paid parking or maybe they provide you with food or meals. Maybe they provide you with gas mileage or other compensation for transportation like a bus pass. Maybe there are benefits that you are eligible for even as a part-time employee like retirement fund matching or contribute contributions. Maybe your company has a gym or a workout or a fitness center. Maybe they have other perks for you as an employee. And a big part of valuing our time and our labor is making sure that we're taking advantage of this. And this is something that I was really lucky at one of the last jobs I had a couple of years ago, it was at a hospital, and this particular hospital provided retirement fund matching for every single employee, even me, I was a 0.0 FTE, a completely casual employee, no guaranteed hours, it was kind of just I gave them my availability and I was scheduled whenever, but I still was eligible for this retirement fund matching and it was something like 6%. It was really good. And so I got it set up with their Fidelity, that's just a retirement company, and I set it up so that I would get matched and I put in the 6% from my own salary and the 6% matching from them and I just kind of let it hang out and I worked there for over a year and a lot of money got put into my you know, company-sponsored retirement account at the time. And that's awesome. And if your company does something like that, 
even if it's like hard and there's paperwork and you don't really understand it, get it set up. Do it like right now because if your company contributes to your retirement package, even if you work like four hours a week, that adds up. That's awesome. Take advantage of it. You know, if your company provides you with mileage reimbursement for driving, fill out those forms and get reimbursed for every single mile that you drive. Another way that we as college students can value our labor is to be sure that we are not working more than we are contracted to work. And there's kind of an attitude that we've inherited from people older than us that in order to get ahead, in order to succeed, in order to show your company that, you know, you're a good employee, you're kind of expected to work more than you're contracted for. So if you're contracted to do a specific job, you know, your job description is whatever, you've signed a contract saying that that's your job. You do not have to do more than your job description states. Or if you are contracted for a certain number of hours, you do not have to work more hours than you are contracted for. Your company cannot legally obligate you to do that. And yet sometimes we kind of obligate ourselves or, you know, the company culture, our peers and our coworkers kind of make us feel like we're obligated to do that. But if you are not getting paid overtime, do not work overtime. Do not work off the clock. Do not work more than your job description says that you're supposed to work. That is just your company exploiting you. And that sounds so dramatic. And even if you love your company, I've had to kind of adopt the mindset that my company is not a person. You know, my company is a business and a business's priority above all else is to make money, to make a profit. And so me not putting in my 110%, you know, if I'm only doing my 100% that the job description says and I'm not going over that, you know, I'm not working extra hours, I'm not working off the clock, I'm not doing extra things off my job description because I feel like I need to, the business side of the company doesn't care about me. And again, this sounds so dramatic, like your company is exploiting you, your business doesn't care about you. Well, your coworkers might care about you, your supervisor might be a good person and like care about you personally, but a company's goal, a business's goal is to make money and they will squeeze every single drop of time and labor out of you if you let them. So do not let them do that. Don't let your company make you feel like you have to work above and beyond what they've hired you to do. And on the other side of that, if you want to, if you want to put in some extra time, if you want to go out of your way to do more than your job description, okay, but make that a mindful choice and something that you genuinely desire to do rather than something you feel like you have to do. Because putting in extra hours is not the only way to be a good employee and it's not the only way to succeed. Another piece of valuing your time and your labor is to be sure that if you buy something for the job from your own money, that you either seek compensation or you do not give that to the company. You know, if part of your job requires you to have sticky notes, then either your company should be the one purchasing the sticky notes for you, or when you purchase your own sticky notes, your company should be reimbursing you for that. So. Talk to your supervisor about that if you find yourself in a position where you're purchasing things for your job and figure out what compensation and reimbursement that you need. Because, and this is something that I've 
I feel like I used to do all the time. If I needed to buy like pens or sticky notes or like something small, like a roll of tape for work, I would just kind of let it go and I wouldn't really like worry about saving the receipt or getting reimbursed. And I was really kind of lackadaisical about it. I had a job at a summer camp where I would do grocery runs with my own debit card and then I would get reimbursed later. And I used to be really lackadaisical about filling out the form to get reimbursed. And now I am so on top of that when it happens, you know, I avoid at all costs buying things for my job unless it's required. And then I fill out that reimbursement form right away. Because like I was saying before, like your company is not a person. Your company is a business and businesses can afford to buy their own sticky notes, you know? Don't let your company squeeze those extra drops of a couple of dollars for a package of pens out of you, you know? And if you do buy pens and you can't get reimbursed for it, those are your pens. Do not share them. Take them home after work and bring them back the next shift if you have to, you know? They are yours. They don't belong to your company. They don't belong to your coworker. Unless your company bought them or reimbursed them for you, they are yours because you paid your money for them. I feel like I'm just ranting here, but please, please take yourself seriously. Do not let your company squeeze extra dollars out of you just because you feel like it doesn't matter, you know? It matters. You matter. Your time and your labor, they matter and they are worth valuing. Another really great way for college students to value our time and our labor is to make sure that we're not doing things for free as a student. And it feels like a lot of professionals feel like they can take advantage of college student labor because we're students, you know, this is supposed to be a great learning experience. But if we're being asked to do something, the people asking us to do it are expecting us to do a good job. You know, we are the professional, you know, even if it's something as simple as making a PowerPoint or you know speaking on a panel or something like that we've been asked to do that because we have knowledge and skills and expertise we are the expert we are the professional and as a professional we deserve to be fairly compensated and it feels like a lot of times we end up just doing things for free because we're a student you know it's supposed to be a good experience for us but i say no you know what we deserve compensation. You know, if I'm gonna speak on a panel about something, that's gonna be time that I spend doing that, plus time I spend preparing for it, you know, time I have to spend getting ready for it, I have to show up. You know, that could be potentially money I spend on gas to get there. And I deserve to be compensated for that in some way. You know, I deserve to be paid a fee or I deserve to get lunch out of it and part my parking paid for or something you know if I'm creating a PowerPoint for someone to present that's time I take out of my day to do the research to put together the slides make sure everything is really aesthetically pleasing make sure it all makes sense make sure there's references like again that's a lot of time I'm spending as the professional doing this for somebody else and I deserve compensation the part where you know we run into is we deserve compensation and then we have to be the ones to ask for it because very few times are people going to offer compensation for something after it's already been advertised as free or unpaid and it's scary because you know we worry about being judged we worry about you know if we are asking for money or compensation and they say no well 
did we do something wrong? It's because, and especially for me, I have found a lot of times that my fear in not wanting to ask for proper compensation comes from feeling like if they say no, it means that I was wrong for asking and that my labor isn't valuable after all. And then I turn it all back on me when it's not my fault, but we have to be brave. You know, we as college students have to be brave and be the ones to say, hey, you know, you asked me to speak on this panel and I would really like to say yes, but I would like to receive free admission into this conference and lunch. Or, you know, you asked me to prepare this PowerPoint and I think it'll probably take about four hours, so I would like you to pay me $50 or whatever you feel is reasonable and do not undercharge. <laughs> you are worth it. But it can be really scary to ask for compensation, especially when you don't know how much you are worth. But do it anyway. It can only benefit you. You know, if they say no, then you're not any worse off than you were before. If they say yes, which happens more often than not, honestly, then you are being compensated in some way. Same goes for asking for a raise. And this can be whether you've worked at a job for a while and you want a raise or whether you have been offered a job and offered compensation and you feel you deserve more. And spoiler alert, you always deserve more. You are so deserving of more. And like I said before, your company, your business is not a person. You can't offend them. You are not taking money out of your company's mouth. You know, you're not starving your company's children by asking for a raise. And I pointed this out recently to a friend of mine who works with a small company and they were worried about asking for a raise, even a couple thousand dollars, because they work for a small company and they were worried the company wouldn't be able to afford it. And I was like, you know, like, you know, your company's small, but your company does have like 30 employees, most of whom are making at least as much as you're making and probably more, plus benefits, plus operating costs, like electric bills and vehicle insurance and liability insurance and licensing fees for software. Your company operates on a multi-million dollar budget, even though they're small. So you asking for a few thousand dollars more as a raise is not taking money out of somebody's mouth. You're not going to put your company under by asking for this raise. And that's so true for small companies. And if you work for a big company, big companies operate under billion dollar budgets sometimes, multi-million dollar budgets sometimes. They probably even, in a lot of larger companies, they have funding specifically set aside for when people ask for raises. So you get that money, it's already there and it should be yours. Now with all of this, I'm not saying that you should never do anything for free. There are certainly times when you will be doing things for free. But I want those to be intentional choices. You know, I want to, I want you to intentionally say yes to doing something and not receiving compensation because you feel that you will be getting something out of it anyway. Or if you're specifically volunteering, I want you to say yes to volunteering for free because that volunteer experience is something that you want to do because you love it or because you're going to learn something from it or because you're going to get to work in a place with people that you love. I want you doing things for free to be an intentional, joyful choice. 
One final way that I think we as college students can all help to contribute to us valuing our time and our labor is to be more open and honest with our peers about how much money we make at the jobs that we're doing and in what circumstances we receive other compensation for doing jobs. Because colleges too, even though they're supposed to be, most colleges are nonprofits and they're supposed to be educational institutions and whatever, like they're still run like businesses and they don't care about you. Like they do, like your professors and your classmates and your staff on campus do likely care about you very much, but the institution is a business and the business cares about making money. I'm being very cynical here, but it's because I want you to think. <laughs> if you are working an on-campus job, obviously funding might be a little bit more set in stone in some ways, but if you're working off campus or if you're working a new job or if you are working for a stipend, be sure that you're willing to share with your classmates and be open and honest about how much you're making. Society has kind of taught us that this is really rude, but honestly, it can only help you because there are kind of two scenarios. You know, you and your coworker work the same job and you work similar hours, you have similar experience and you find out that your coworker is making more than you, that gives you justification to ask for more money. And on the flip side, maybe you find out that your coworker makes less than you. This gives your coworker the opportunity to receive more money and ask for a raise. In situations where you're going into a new job, maybe your first full-time job, and you're not sure how much you should be making at this job, it's okay to ask your peers or ask people older than you or ask connections that you have about how much they're making or how much that they think you should be making. This is a good thing. Obviously, you approach these conversations with a little bit of tact, but like if I, in a year or so, am looking for a job as an entry-level dietitian in a field that I know I have friends working in, I will 100% text them and say, hey, what's up? I'm job searching right now and I received an offer for this much and I was wondering how much are you making at your company or how much did you make when you first started at your company? Because again, this can only benefit you. If you find out that what your company has offered you is lower than what people at other companies might be making, this gives you leverage. You know, you have power here because this company, if they've offered you something, they want you and you can say, you know, I deserve this much. This is the industry standard. I would be making this much at another company. And I would be so happy to do another episode in the future about negotiating salary and asking for a raise and sort of walking through all of that because there's a lot of stigma and a lot of fear and a lot of shame around this idea of asking for more money. But like I keep saying, asking for more money is something that you deserve. You deserve to be compensated adequately, fairly. You deserve to be compensated more than adequately. Like, I wish I could pay you all the money in the world. Like, seriously. And it can only benefit you because if your company realizes that its employees are expecting to make certain wages and that they are willing to talk about their wages with each other, they're going to stop shortcutting people. They're going to stop under offering to people. Realistically, probably not actually, because again, companies are businesses and businesses only care about money, but like we have to stand up for ourselves and stand up for each other so that these big societal institutional changes can happen. It starts with us. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and leave me a comment below if you're watching me on YouTube and let me know your favorite part of the episode or something that you learned. If you're listening to me on a podcast platform, please go ahead and leave me a five-star rating and review if you are able. Definitely go ahead and subscribe to my podcast on YouTube or whatever platform you're listening on. Go follow me on Instagram. I am at FeedThatNation and go check out my blog, FeedThatNation.com. I upload new podcast episodes every Wednesday right here to YouTube and to your favorite podcast listening platform, and I upload new vlogs every Saturday. Until next time, my name is Natalie Nation, and you're listening to Feed That Nation. Have a great day, and I'll see you soon.